0: Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that your Holy Spirit will open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In all of the readings we heard today I think there's an opportunity for us to misunderstand what's being said and perhaps take away the wrong message for as we hear the epistle reading where Paul charges Timothy uh, remember what you have been taught remember the central message of faith And that we're told that all Scripture is inspired by God and and useful for teaching and, and all these other elements. And as we read this passage, it's important to remember that as Paul writes this to Timothy, what he means is the Old Testament pointing to who Jesus is. Because as Paul writes this, there is no New Testament. And so certainly the New Testament is also useful for all. But we need to keep the context in mind as Paul says, all right, all of these things that you grew up with, the Old Testament, points to the one who you have heard about. That Jesus is who he says he is. And then the passage goes on to give a caution for the time is coming when people will not put up with sound teaching. And we usually twist this at every opportunity we can to fit the latest church fight and say, see... There's a group over here that won't put up with the sound teaching. But uh, clearly the fights that we're having today and have occurred over the time, that's not what Paul's talking about. What is the sound doctrine that Paul is talking about? And that is, Jesus, the Son of God, has come among us and has given himself a ransom for many. And through what Jesus has done, all who wish to receive the mercy, love, grace of God can. That is the core message of the gospel. That is the central doctrine. Yet we jump on this every chance we get in order to say, ah, see, whatever we're facing today is just an example uh, of some people trying to find a teacher who will say what they want. But I, I think we've taken that often beyond what is sound doctrine? What is the core of our faith? And this happens, I think, when we put ourselves in the center and forget that God is in the center. Because then whatever our battle is becomes how we use that interpretation of Scripture. And putting ourselves in the center instead of God is the same danger when you hear the Old Testament lesson. As Jacob wrestles with God, we can hear the takeaway being, well, Jacob really toughed it out and used all of his strength and powered over God and uh, like sort of almost stole his blessing uh, from God. And I think that would be the wrong takeaway. What we really need to do is put God at the center. And When we put God at the center of that story, what we find is that God desires to be close enough to us to be wrestled with, to come to know, for us to challenge our, our assumptions and challenge who we think that God is. And in that way, wrestle with our hearts is really God is doing the primary wrestling. But if Jacob is having this encounter with God, and Jacob somehow can overpower God, well, then that's not really God. It's all about Jacob. And then the message to us is, well, try really hard, and if you're strong enough, you'll be able to make it happen. Well, that's not the central message of Scripture either. The central message of Scripture is God desires to come among us. So this encounter that Jacob has, he has because God allows himself to be encountered. And so it is with us. We don't have to wrestle with a God who's trying to run the other way, but the heart of God is to draw near. The heart of God is to bless. So it's no wonder at the end of the encounter that He gets His blessing. Because that's what God desires as we come to know Him more. And it's that same... uh, self-centeredness that we can take the wrong message from the gospel as well where you hear Jesus tell this parable about the judge uh, who doesn't want to give in but finally just gets worn down and if we put ourselves in the center then the message of the gospel is pester God until you get what you want because he just can't take you anymore and if he might just finally relent because he just can't hear from me one more minute. Well, that doesn't seem to be the central message of the Scripture either. In fact, it's the opposite, that God desires to be among us. God desires to hear from us. And in fact, Jesus is making a comparison saying, look, here in this world, this judge is going to give in just so he doesn't have to hear from this woman another day. But that is not how God is. How much more does God desire to hear from us? But if we put ourselves in the center, then it's back to all being about us. And if I just do my thing long enough, God will relent simply because He doesn't want to deal with me. But what kind of message does that say about who God is? If God is sort of like trying to run the other way with his hands over his ears saying, I don't want to hear from you anymore, but we might be able to just wear them down. Well, that's a a pretty bad view of God, I think. Because God says, here I am among you as Jesus is speaking. I desire to hear from you. And Jesus' challenge is really to persevere in prayer. But who wants to persevere in prayer if we think we're just trying to wrangle something from a God who doesn't desire to give it to us? When in fact prayer is the exact opposite. It's living into the relationship that God made possible in and through Christ. That God desires to hear from us every moment of every day. And to be that close with us and wrestle with us like Jacob. To be close so that we might come to know more. And there's plenty of God to go around. You don't have to worry if you're taking up too much time on the calendar and God's got to get to the next appointment. And and I've heard people say, well, my thing is not so big and other people have uh, bigger things going on in their life. Well, God can handle them all at once and desires to. And what you think is a small thing is important enough to God that God wants that brought, wants to hear from you, loves you enough to desire to have that conversation day in and day out. That's who God is. And that's a far different takeaway, I think, when we put God at the center there of the gospel instead of us. And I think that's the challenge in any of our scriptural interpretation is we have to remember the story is first and foremost about the action of God. And then we're to look at who we are in light of what God has done. But the danger is we take every scripture verse and we want to pluck it out to be about us first. And then if we're not careful, then all of the scriptures point to really me being my own God because then I just do this and I do that and make it happen and then God just puts a stamp of approval on it at the end when I'm done when the story is far from that the story is the exact opposite that God acts first right from the moment of creation all through the salvation narrative it's God acting first and so every time we open the scripture The first question we should ask is, what does this say about God? And how do I line up what I'm hearing in this verse with the rest of the Bible? Because you have to take the scriptural narrative in its entirety when you're making an interpretation. Otherwise, you can pluck out some crazy things and take one verse, and and that's a, a... A very different God if you take one verse and forget about the rest. And so as we gather this morning then, we give thanks to God that it's not about us. It's about God and what God has done. And we give thanks to God for the work that Jesus has done on our behalf. And we know that God desires to hear from us. And we pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to shape our own hearts. That we might come to know more fully who God is. That we might continue to receive God's blessing. And that we might come to God with whatever we face each and every single day. Because God desires to be with us. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We thank you for the work of Jesus Christ on our behalf. And we pray that your spirit would shape our hearts day by day. May we continue to place you at the center of all. May our lives be lived to your honor and glory. We make this prayer through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amén.